live from the Salvation Army National Headquarters, this is the Fight for Good podcast. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fight for Good podcast. I'm your host, Lieutenant Colonel Tim Foley, coming to you from National Headquarters of the Salvation Army in the United States of America, located on the banks of the Potomac River in Old Town, Alexandria, Virginia. With me today is our editorial director, as always, Mr. Jeff McDonald. Greetings. I do have a quote from Thomas Edison that you can relate to at this busy time of year and wonderful time of year. Everything comes to him who hustles while he waits. That That is very, very profound. I love these quotes. This is a new a new habit you're getting into, so you better keep it up. And, and, and I love that you don't share it with us ahead of time. So it just makes me go, hmm, that's great. And also with us today is our wonderful producer, Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Hello there. Do you have any like like super duper quotes for us as well? Have a holly jolly Christmas. There we go. I like Woo! it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's powerful and <laughs> enough. Well, we're I hope you're all having a wonderful holiday season, a Christmas season. It's uh Christmas 2020, uh, probably one like we'll never, ever have again, <laughs> maybe never want to have one again. But you know what? Uh, we're excited because this is a great time of year to bring the message of hope, of God's love, of God's saving love for the whole of, of humankind through the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. And the Salvation Army is very busy uh, at this time of year, we commend all of our employees, our volunteers, and our officers who are working literally around the clock across this country in trying to meet the need at the point of need and heart to God, hand to man, and doing the most good, all of those different slogans. But we have a new slogan this year that has been very uh, profound and very productive, and that is hashtag rescue Christmas. And with us again, and Jeff, I think this is the first time we've had in the history of our podcast, and Elizabeth, correct me if I'm wrong as well, we have a repeat guest with us today. Is this well-deserved, well-deserved. And, and I think, Elizabeth, we haven't. No, we have had <laughs> Dr. Yes. Dr. Gary Chapman has been with us a couple of times. But I mean, talk about those two great guests. I mean, come on, they deserve it. Well, we're going to put we're going to put our next guest right up on the pedestal next to because we have the great Dr. Dale Bannon with us today. And Dale is our secretary uh, at, at of our community relations and development department here at National Headquarters. It's always a delight, sir, to be around you. And we're so glad and welcome into another episode of the Fight for Good podcast. Well, what a pleasure to be with you, Colonel Foley, Jeff, and Elizabeth. Thank you so much for having me back. You're you're one hard guy to track down because you're just hustling and and I think I think Jeff got that quote just for you that Thomas Edison quote. <laughs> yeah, I thought it might resonate. Yeah, <laughs> but well, it's, it's certainly a time when we're all hustling, and um, what a time of year for us! Not only to help rescue Christmas. I know we'll talk about that here in a moment, but, but one of my favorite quotes that I think about often is they'll call him Emmanuel, God with us, Isaiah's words. Um, and so through all of this hustle, we want to be reminded of the reason for the season. So 
That's right, Dale. And you said that that's one of your favorite hymns. Is that right? And that's one of the things about Christmas. The gospel message is proclaimed in so many traditional hymns. When I hear, O come Emmanuel, uh, it just really makes my season. So... Oh, I love that. I love that song. I, uh, oh, yes, it's beautiful. And I love this time of year because as a theologian, it's just the theology is all over the place. There's so much to kind of talk about and focus on. So we're we're kind of behind the scenes a little bit. We're obviously still recording this uh, during the pandemic. And so we're some of us are working remote. Some of us are in the building at NHQ. Also, NHQ, our floor, Jeff, is is like all topsy turvy because they're doing a complete remodel. So nobody's in their offices there. And uh, I know Dale, you're you're currently in your office, but you've been uh, you've been kind of hustling all over the place. You were in Dallas last week at the annual uh, kettle kickoff with the Dallas Cowboys, correct? That's correct. What a great time that was. This is our 24th anniversary for the National Red Kettle Kickoff with the Jones family, the Dallas Cowboys. We were just so incredibly blessed to have that uh, great halftime performance by Kane Brown. Uh, He did an amazing job. And what what a great time to showcase the Army and to remind the American public that especially during this time, Uh, We need your help to rescue Christmas for the most vulnerable. Uh, We just had a tremendous. Well, we all know at NHQ, you're like a huge Dallas Cowboys fan. You have been for a long time, which I'm, I'm wondering how you managed to stay alive growing up here in the DMV area, being a Dallas Cowboys fan. But um, what what were some of your impressions working with Kane Brown? You know, my, that's a great question. One thing that struck me right away when he agreed to be the halftime show artist was his humble background. He has shared in interviews uh, leading up to the halftime performance that uh, he struggled uh, and lived in poverty with his family. So he knows what our families go through every day. 30 million Americans, by the way, last year were served by the Salvation Army. Uh, So to have him connect with people who are struggling, uh, I think really uh, made an an incredible difference. Uh, He was able to connect in a real way with the people that we serve and with our mission. And so, uh, you know, he's just a real humble uh, person who's a great artist. And uh, we were just so pleased to have him. He recorded the halftime show Um, you know, in early November, we knew based on the NFL protocol uh, that we wouldn't be able to do a live performance in the stadium, but it looked like you were there live. That's the beauty of the halftime show. And uh, I think it was a touchdown for the Salvation Army, for the Dallas Cowboys, and of course, for Kane Brown. Well, the production quality of that was it was probably the best one I've ever seen. And we're what are we in now? Year 24, 23? On it's 24. Doing- Next year is our 25th anniversary. When you think about uh, the Dallas Cowboys and their commitment to the National Red Kettle Campaign, in those 24 years, I think the number is over $2.7 billion has been raised through the Red Kettle Campaign. And I can say that exposure, uh, that public awareness is like anything. Uh, there's nothing like it uh, that, that, that we could buy. 
uh, it's just so tremendous to have that airtime on Thanksgiving Day when everyone's enjoying the feast with the family. Everybody knows you're watching football. And now it's become, I think, a family tradition. You also watch the halftime show and the National Red Kettle kickoff. So we're so blessed to have the Jones family uh, to be a part and help plan and, and to continue that tradition. What a blessing. Well, we congratulate you and your team, and we certainly uh, take our hats off to the leadership of the Dallas Cowboys and are so grateful uh, for their generosity and grateful uh, to God for the way that uh, this vehicle of, of getting the word out is there. We're thinking about this in context of obviously this year, uh, you know, is, is something where we've all had to pivot and we've all had to make different kinds of changes. I know you were working really hard in the spring uh, already about uh, what what to do at the Christmas uh, time coming up, and you really hit it. You hit it out of the park when you guys came up with the the hashtag Rescue Christmas. What do you want everybody to know about Rescue Christmas? I think what we learned through the pandemic, and it's still going on, right? Is when we saw the number of people we were serving from March. Uh, when the pandemic struck, the Salvation Army immediately mobilized all over the country. That's what we're that's what we're here for. That's what we do. We serve suffering humanity every day in Christ's name, without discrimination. And just the statistics from March to September alone, well over a hundred million meals. The year previous was about a million meals per week. Just in that time frame, we we basically doubled the meal provision over 1.6 million nights of additional shelter, 800,000-plus referrals to our emotional and spiritual care staff and officers. These are people who were isolated, lonely during the pandemic, who just needed someone to talk to, needed hope and light in a very dark place, and uh, were able to have people pray with them. And during that pandemic, we began to be very concerned about Christmas, More than 8 million people fell into poverty since May. New people falling into poverty, 8 million people. And so we knew that the Salvation Army was going to be stretched. And so this was coming at a time when even some of our national Red Kettle partners were saying, the Red Kettle campaign could be in danger. Um, There are government shutdowns. We knew that people were carrying less cash and coin. Uh, We knew that we had less brick and mortar stores, so our kettle locations would actually be fewer than last year. And so, quite frankly, this was all merging together where we said, you know, Christmas is going to be tough for a lot of families. We're going to have families who will struggle between paying the rent and utilities and providing a bright Christmas morning for their families. And so, naturally, those discussions led us to a campaign that we know as Rescue Christmas, Rescue Christmas for the most vulnerable. And we are projecting, and we're seeing it all across America, we projected a 155% increase for the number of people who would come to us for Christmas assistance at a time when the Red Kettle cash donations uh, would be at risk. And so that's how Rescue Christmas came about. You and your team have done a a remarkable job of uh, providing visibility to this Rescue Christmas campaign. Uh, we can't say enough about that and underscore what an accomplishment it is. What are you seeing in terms of the receptivity to your message uh, as you um, 
work through media and uh, personalities. We're seeing that the American public is responding well. Uh, We started this campaign early. I have to give full credit to the four territories, our national leaders, our territorial leaders. For the first time in a very long time, we all agreed that nationwide we would adopt this campaign. So you'll hear Rescue Christmas in Paducah, Kentucky, in Dallas, Texas, in Seattle, Washington. And I I think the strength of the Salvation Army is that we were able to mobilize, work to, to bring assets to the local Salvation Army. That was a key for our planning is that we wanted every asset to be localized. And I have to say, uh, one thing that kind of brought us all together was when we were able to work with Lauren Daigle and ask if we could use her song Rescue as sort of our banner theme song. I will send out an army to find you in the middle of the, of the darkness. I will rescue you. And doesn't that fit the Salvation Army and our mission? Um, you know, Uh, serving the most vulnerable, suffering humanity. And so that song, I think, just spoke to all of us. And we were able to get rights to that song to use in a a national commercial. We started those commercials in September and October. We knew we had to get the word out early to the American public that there are more and more people who are impacted by this pandemic, more, more people in unemployment, more people who fear that they could be evicted from their homes, help the Salvation Army help those who are suffering as a result of COVID-19. And so I'm just, I'm thrilled about how it's been received. Just on Giving Tuesday, um, we were on every single major broadcast, national broadcast television morning show. Uh, Commissioner Hodder was on Good Morning America. Uh, Commissioner Hodder and Karamo uh, Brown One of our Christmas ambassadors were featured on uh, CBS this morning. And then we had Candace Cameron Bure, the queen of Christmas, who was promoting Rescue Christmas on the Today Show. So to be on three major networks on Giving Tuesday, I've never seen anything like it. I think what's happening is the media is also saying to us, this is we want to help you get the story out because we know how much good the Salvation Army is doing to bring hope to, to people who feel hopeless in this situation. It's a wonderful thing how you guys and your team are are kind of jumping on this and not not in a in a selfish way, but you're just moving in a very productive and pragmatic way to take it take advantage of these times to really remind the nation this is what the Salvation Army does. And we're often in the shadows, we're in your communities. And I was just kind of thinking back when you were rolling this this uh, this new promotion out. I know in the Western Territory, uh, when this was coming out, uh, most, most of the West Coast was on fire and the officers and soldiers were involved in all kinds of different uh, emergency disaster things and the pandemic and the stress level was pretty high. So I, I really commend the work that I'm seeing officers do across this country. Uh, they're, they're, they're buying into this and, and they're working really, really hard. Uh, so thanks Dale to you and your team for, for promoting this and, in your tireless effort in, in trying to bring uh, hope and help to so many different people. Yeah, we can't underscore that enough. I mean, it's it's so important. Uh, 
really a campaign like this is always at the local level. That's the strength of the Salvation Army. We meet local needs at the point of need. We know how much officers and staff on the front lines are giving every day, you know, one, to meet that need, but also to find the resources. We're only as good as the American public will support us. The strength of the Salvation Army is that every dollar that's raised stays local. So when you give online at rescuechristmas.org, when you give in that red bucket at the red kettle or you bump your phone on kettle or uh, kettle pay through Apple and Google Pay, all of those donations stay local. And I, and I think that's all, that also resonates with the American public where sometimes when you give uh, to a charity, you may not quite know, like, does it help my local neighbors in need? And, of course, it does with the Salvation Army, and that's a strength that we have. But I, I agree with you, Colonel Tim. You know, we've had people with uh, our local units in the Southern Territory tack so much uh, due to the hurricanes. And when you think about the West with the wildfires, uh, we often say when we've met with with um, corporate partners or the media, you know, we had we already had an epidemic in the West of, of of homelessness. Then on top of that, you had a pandemic, and then what a an awful trifecta, if you will, when then the wildfires came. So, so many people are giving tireless efforts, and that drives us here at National Headquarters, I can tell you. Uh, we had people who work on our team and here in the building, of course, officers who know what it's like to work on the front line. So, if we can make their lives easier through this providing of assets of Rescue Christmas, uh, that's what we're here for. That's why we exist to help the field. And I'm, I'm glad this campaign's being received well and used to help raise those local dollars. One thing that's impressed me, Dale, during this is how the Army at the local level, those officers and salvationists and friends have, you know, been innovative in dealing with COVID. Uh, Have you you seen some examples of that? Absolutely. You know, when we have 7,600 centers of operation all across the country, almost all of them have a food pantry, right? So when you think when the pandemic hit, we knew we couldn't have people come in the building and pick out items from the pantry. We saw drive-through pantries all over the country, just right here in our own backyard in Fairfax, Virginia. There was like a car line a couple of miles long of people wanting food. Here was the Salvation Army organizing volunteers at their own risk, right? They're wearing masks, socially distanced, of course, but uh, just doing everything they could to meet the need. I remember a story um, a New York development uh, officer shared a story when we were in the middle of the pandemic where they were just calling major donors uh, and they weren't making an ask. They were just saying, I'm checking in with you. And we had an elderly donor who on the phone uh, said to the development director, uh, I've never had to ask before. She said, but I'm shut in. The governor tells me I can't go out. I don't have any family nearby. I don't know how to order groceries online could the Salvation Army bring me a box of food? Mm. What a powerful story. Wow. These are donors of ours now needing our assistance. And uh, I think that that should just go to show you, I think, the times that we're in where so many people, you know, are struggling. And here's the Salvation Army. We were able to meet her need with a box of food delivered to her front door. Uh, That's the Salvation Army, right? And... um, We're just privileged and blessed to be a part of that ministry. 
The other day I was, uh, I stopped by the local uh, grocery store um, to pick up a few things. And, you know, of course you hear the bell and I I can't go past a kettle or, you know, coming on the way out. But Jeff, the store I was at, uh, they have those shopping carts. Like if you take them out of the parking lot, they lock up. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm pushing this cart out <laughs> I, I, and I, I got I, I got to the door and the door and I have my money in hand because I wanted to just get to the kettle worker. It was freezing outside. And, uh, you know, I, I commend the kettle worker and the cart locks up <clears throat> and, and, and <laughs> the alarms are going off. And I got my money in hand. I just left my stuff and I, I went right to the kettle, made that effort, dove in there. Got the money in and went back and security arrested me for no. <laughs> but, you know, Dale, I, I was thinking that, you know, the, the the kettles are still out and we really want to encourage people to uh, use all the technology. We're still taking cash, but we do have we rolled out last year. You rolled out and we helped promote it a little bit was all the the technology with Apple Pay and whatnot. So that's still all alive and up and well, right? Absolutely. And, you know, now it's a part of our national agreements. We let me just say where we were concerned in the summer that national red kettle partners may not be able to host the kettle. All of them came back. They said to us, it would not be Christmas without the Red Kettle, but we need the Salvation Army to assure, assure us of some things. One, your bell ringers have to socially distance. They have to wear PPEs. We have bell ringer volunteers uh, and paid bell ringers all over the country meeting that expectation. But two, they said, we want a contactless way for people to give at the kettle. And little did we know we'd be in the middle of a pandemic uh, this year, when we rolled out Kettle Pay Nationwide last year, so you can bump your phone, it automatically takes you to a giving screen, your your iPhone, your smartphone, and you can give your donation by Apple and Google Pay. It's it's a tremendous service. There's also a QR code if you struggle with Apple and Google Pay that you can make your donation. And uh, you know, in addition to that, we have other forms of giving all over the country, text to give options. And of course, we're promoting this year more than ever the idea of a sustaining gift program. So when you see our national commercials, the rescue with Lauren Daigle's song, we also have one called The Need and We Pray. At the end, it says, you know, the Salvation Army has fewer kettles this year. Uh, help help us year round by making a sustaining gift. Your, your gift of $25 a month uh, will help meet the, those needs year round. And so we're seeing now uh, more recurring giving than we've ever seen. And we do believe those sustaining gifts will, ap- will absolutely sustain us uh, because we don't know how long this pandemic's going to last. You know, our, our president-elect uh, Joe Biden speaks often of a, a dark winter that's ahead of us. And we want to be able to provide that hope and light and meeting those human needs is so critical to us. So that's the best way a donor can give is through rescuechristmas.org and making a sustaining gift. There's so much, I, the, the data on the effect of this virus is, is staggering. The number of people who are, you know, in need of food and energy assistance and the list goes on and on. So, and one great thing about our country is the American people are known for their generosity and we so appreciate that. And there's Colonel Tim, you know, 
putting himself in jeopardy of imprisonment just to get to the kettle. <laughs> That's the kind of thing that we just I admire. I hope you gave that shopping cart back, Colonel Tim. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I did. No, I just want to be clear. I was I was still in the store when it locked oh, up. So. I see. So you hadn't paid for your groceries. Well, so. no, I did. I did. <laughs> but, you know, and I do all the, you know, the self-checkout stuff. And I always, I don't know. And maybe they think I was stealing a watermelon or something. I don't know. But could you, could you both give me just a moment? I also want to say our largest corporate partner, our largest red kettle campaign partner, Walmart, has stepped up this year. Uh, in ways that we've never had uh, before. And let me just say they've done three things. One, they've allowed the red kettle to come before Thanksgiving. We actually started the Saturday before Thanksgiving. For years, it's been the day after Thanksgiving. Two, you go to walmart.com, you purchase something online, right before you check out it'll say, would you like to round up your donation to help your neighbors in need through the Salvation Army? You can round up your donation on walmart.com. And many staffed registers in the store are also asking if you want to round up. And finally, they created what we call Registry for Good to help us get the word out. And you can make a purchase right online through the Angel Tree Registry for Good to help support the Angel Tree program all across the country. Three major activations Walmart stepped up with and helped us. They're helping us rescue Christmas all across the country. I just have to give them a shout out for all that they're doing to help meet the need. Well, I was going to just say that. I mean, the corporations have really stepped up and I think they've, they've, it seems like they're embracing us more this year. Is that, is that a good kind of sense? Yeah, you know, many of them have shared with us, um, you know, we know that that uh, shoppers come to us for value uh, and their shoppers have need and they they make that connection that uh, when a shopper has a need or associates have need, they know how much the Salvation Army is working in their local communities. And so we have a partner like Kroger who said to us, our store managers overwhelmingly said, we want the red kettle in front of our stores. And that, what a tremendous blessing to have the trust of our corporate partners to know that, uh, you know, when that when you make money, put money in those red buckets, we're going to do everything we can to maximize that donation and use it locally uh, to serve neighbors in need. So, yeah, they've stepped up, Colonel Tim, and uh, we're just we're blessed to have. Uh, our national red kettle partners. And just talking with our local core officer, Major Jim Shields, yesterday, he just said that the chapel where they're storing uh, these toys coming, it's it's starting to overwhelm them. I mean, the generosity coming from the Walmart giving is uh, pretty amazing. One of the foundations of that trust you speak of is the the Army's mission to be inclusive, to serve without discrimination. Um, and I think people recognize that. And I've been interested to see this season that you rolled out, uh, Have aired, the Army has aired some first-person accounts uh, by members of the LGBTQ community of their involvement with the Army. Um, can you tell us something about that? Sure. You know, last year we were in the news a, a little bit uh, from uh, – some of the LGBTQ issues, sometimes misinformation was out there that if you were to come to a Salvation Army Center, you couldn't receive service if you identified as LGBTQ. And um, there might have been a perception that we discriminate 
And we had staff and employees say, "That's this isn't the Salvation Army." Staff, employees, and clients say, "That's not the Salvation Army we know in our in our town." And um, we just said, "Would you mind putting in your own words?" And there's a video series called "The Truth Is," and I encourage everyone to go to our website at uh, SalvationArmyUSA.org. Uh, take a look at our LGBTQ outreach section, and you'll find the Truth Is videos. Those have been used widely, uh, and it's really an affirmation that uh, we serve all. We love all inclusively without discrimination. We serve and love, and uh, we don't want one person to hear that somehow or another they're not welcome at a Salvation Army. All are welcome, and uh, I think that that Truth Is campaign is, is really helping us tell the message, and more importantly, outreach to someone who's in need. If you're living uh, in a cold city and you need to come in from the night because you're homeless, if one person believes they can't receive service at the Salvation Army because they identify as LGBTQ, that's not in keeping with a mission. That's not in keeping with the Christ that we serve. And so we're hoping that that message, that the truth is video series, uh, will just help outreach to a community who believes some, some have heard that uh, you know, we may not love and serve inclusively. And so we're hopeful that, that that'll help us outreach to that community. Well, Dale, we really want to thank you uh, again. And we know that you don't do all this work alone, but you're you're kind of the uh, collaborator and you, you know, you, you're making, you're driving the engine right now as and we're, we just thank you for taking a few moments, bringing us up to date. We'll, we'll uh, get this podcast up and hopefully our listeners will have a greater appreciation of what's going on uh, this Christmas. And to remember to pray for you and, and pray for the, uh, the opportunities that you and your staff have. Fantastic. I appreciate the opportunity to be on. I just want to give a quick shout out before we close to our influencers, our Christmas ambassador. I mentioned Kane Brown, Karamo Brown, Candace Cameron Bure, First Lady Laura Bush, uh, Carlos, Carlos and Alexa Penavegas, the couple that was featured in the October War Cry, and DJ Khaled through his uh, tremendous uh, support of the Walmart Angel Tree program. What a lineup of Christmas ambassadors spreading hope and light and encouraging people to give so that we can rescue Christmas for the most vulnerable. Just want to give a shout out to all of them who will be plugging the Salvation Army this year and asking people to help us. Yeah, you had uh, quite a palette there of of incredible talent and influencers, people that make a positive change uh, with their talents in in you know, in, in the world in general and joining and partnering with the Salvation Army. Congratulations to you on that. Well, thank you. And and I appreciate your prayers of the entire, um, what we call our NCRD team. They're working around the clock with it with to help us rescue Christmas. But that, that doesn't, you know, we know that that's matched and even exceeded by every officer and employee and volunteer on the front line who are just giving countless hours. We say to them, we love you. We're praying for you. And uh, we know how much you're doing to help rescue Christmas for the most vulnerable. We want to say thank you. And thank you for having me on the podcast today. Well, you're welcome. And we'll have you back, I think. All in favor? Oh, indeed. Well, that's going to end this episode of the Fight for Good podcast. Be sure to subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to follow us at thewarcry.org. You can read our magazine 
online. The Christmas 2020 issue of The War Cry is now available. We hope that you enjoy that. Also, don't forget, we have Peer Magazine uh, for the youths, and that's peermag.org. We also have a sister podcast going on right now called The Battle Line with our our editor of Peer Magazine and our National Youth Secretary, uh, Captain Satterley. We encourage you to give that a listen as well. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we hope that you are having a wonderful Merry Christmas season. Yes, let's all deal with it. 2020 is just weird. It is what it is. But you know, God is still at the center and God is still in control and God is still the great provider. And we are just his servants in his hand and feet. And we pray for all of those uh, of you that are working very hard and tirelessly on the field to bring the most good uh, to other folks and continue to be God's hands and feet. And we pray uh, your protection and, and healing and and uh, just wonderful opportunities. And don't forget to tell us some of those stories, some of the things that are that you're seeing on the field. You can drop us a note on thewarcry.org, uh, and we, we'd love to get that kind of information from you. Well, until next time, this has been the Fight for Good podcast. Bye for now. Subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts.